I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step -step method. Bonnie Roney is a registered dietitian nutritionist who helps women find food freedom by ditching diet culture and learning to eat without guilt or shame. Growing up, Bonnie too struggled with her relationship with food along with many other women in her family which inspired her to pursue a career as a registered dietitian and help other women overcome similar disordered eating struggles. In her free time, Bonnie loves spending time at Florida beaches, going to wine tastings, and having fun with her husband and high school sweetheart, Andrew, and golden retriever pup, Cooper. Bonnie has been a private client of mine for over a year, and she's done absolutely incredible work, and she is here to role model and really inspire you to take action in your own journey. I want to ask right off the bat if you can talk about letting go of your full-time job and how this has supported your business goals. All right. So this was very difficult for me. I hang on or I hung on to my full-time job for a really long time. One, because I did actually enjoy the people that I worked with and you know, I enjoyed what I was doing there. And a part of me felt like I was letting my, the company I worked for down when I left. Um, so I had a lot of emotional strings attached to it, but it really got to the point where I was just juggling too much. And I realized that I was holding myself back a lot in my business by not letting go of my full-time job and pursuing my business and putting more time into it. So I, let's see, about six days ago, so I don't know when this airs, but <laughs> in February, I turned in my, my two weeks at my full-time job so that I could pursue my business more, which is very exciting. Super exciting. Congratulations. And I want to talk a little bit more in depth about, you said that it was difficult and I understand you didn't want to let people down and you still enjoyed the job. So it's always hard to, you know, to leave something that you enjoy, but it's just mm -hmm. have too many good choices. So what <laughs> helped get you to that point? Was it goal setting? Was it writing things out? Like, how did you go from this idea that so many of us dream to actually pulling the trigger and making it happen? Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, while well, goal setting was definitely a really big part of it, and I achieved some financial goals that kind of justified me making this move, I just had too much going on. <laughs> I was just doing things 24-7, and I just one day decided it was too much and I decided I needed to make some moves for just my personal self. You know, when I coach my clients, I'm always talking about self care and treating yourself well like that. And I realized I was kind of letting that go because I was just working all the time and I wasn't taking enough time just for me to relax or even sleep enough. So <laughs> I think that was the main point where I really decided to make moves. But like I said, I met some financial goals, which made me feel a little bit more confident about making this move. And that's really how it all led me to where I am now. 
And can you share how much, what your financial goals were, how much money you made that helped you make this decision and, and really put mm -hmm. your business first? Yeah. So my financial goals for February were actually, I, I really was just trying to hit 5k and my goal was to hit 10k by June. And so my goal was to leave my full-time job in June, but then I ended up hitting almost 10k in February. I hit, I believe it was 9,972, somewhere around there. So just shy of 10K. And after all that happened, I decided it was time. I was making enough money and I was just holding on to my full-time job, probably out of fear. And so I decided to just believe in myself more and have some more faith and go for it. Congratulations for, for taking that leap. And it's a tremendous accomplishment to say that you want to hit a certain goal, which is great, you know, designing mm -hmm. that whole 5k and that not only hitting it, but exceeding it, almost doubling it. It's, I mean, the feeling that you get from that to mm -hmm. really support you taking the business full time, is just, it's really inspiring for the listeners because they can do it too. And I want to remind them if they didn't listen mm -hmm. to your first episode to follow your journey and understand that you started this, you know, from scratch, from zero, just like everybody else who's trying to do it from zero, mm -hmm. you're able to get to where you are today by taking this seriously. And mm -hmm. I think for anybody who doesn't really know how to goal set or they're not sure if they should or why or how, this is what you get from goal setting. You get to hit and achieve and exceed your goals and then you get to progress on your path in business. And Bonnie mm -hmm. is living proof. <laughs> yeah, and it feels really good. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of time and patience and consistency, but once you get to this point, it's like the best feeling in the world. And I can say this confidently that I have never felt so proud of myself. Oh, that is so special. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really nice. And Thank you. Will, you, will you talk a little bit about the journey of, you know, for those listeners who know you and have listened to the past episode, they might know a little bit about what you do on social and the amazing content that you create. You have, well, you can explain what you do, services, <laughs> you do brand deals, you negotiate brand deals. You're obviously an amazing dietitian boss. If you could talk about the progression of kind of like the how, how did you fill in the gaps to go from making some money to almost pretty much exceeding a 10K month? Like what changed in the business to get you to this breaking point, this breakthrough? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really good questions. And for those of you who are, may not be familiar with my journey, I used to focus on weight loss. And when I did that, it just wasn't fulfilling me. And so I decided to make a pivot in my niche and focus more on intuitive eating and food freedom because it just resonated with me more from personal and some family history with disordered eating and eating disorders. So I decided to just go after what I was more passionate about. And I think that in and of itself helped me to really be able to grow and make more money. I definitely did choose weight loss in the beginning because others have told me that if you want to be really successful as a dietitian in private practice, that weight loss is the way to go because that's where the money is at. So that's why I did that at first and it just wasn't me. And so I, I really believe that when you follow what you feel most passionate about, then the money will follow because it shows in what you talk about on your Instagram page, it shows with your posts, it shows with the work you do with your clients. And I would say that one move was really instrumental in me making more money and getting to where I'm at today. And if you could, and that's a great reflection. And I, and I know also that that did take you some time and some mm -hmm. goal setting to get there. 
and pivoting in your content. And you've been really brave and open about that process, which I also think is inspiring. So thank you for sharing that with the listeners. Can you talk about outside of the decision that you made to pivot your niche? Talk about what else you did to be able to make that amount of money. Mm-hmm. The offer, yeah. like what, what exactly happened? Like the, the confidence, you know, asking for the sale, like how did you get there? Fill in those gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I focused a lot more on my discovery calls and just becoming better when I was talking to weeds. And that was a really prideful thing for me. So it took me a while to really <laughs> focus on that and, you know, re-listen to my discovery calls, record them and work on them with Libby. I mean, it took me a while to just do that period because I was prideful and I just, yeah, that's honestly the only reason why. So when I decided to put more into the discovery calls and really improve on my end, that helped me out a lot. And also put more work into reaching out to brands and working on securing brand partnerships that can also support my financial goals. So the combination, it sounds like of the actual closing part, meaning you're getting leads coming to you, mm-hmm. but you have to be able to find a way to, to get them to buy. So that process improved yes. as well as you like reaching out to other people for relationships and building relationships, nurturing them, and then negotiating to get paid the money you deserve when you create content for a paid brand sponsorship on your feed on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. And so I want to break those down both briefly. First, starting with the sales calls, you have like been amazing with your progression of just putting yourself out there and doing a sales call to mastering the ability to really communicate very clearly with what you do and how you help serve people. Can you maybe tell us one or two tips that you would share with a listener, even one about how to improve sales calls, or maybe even like how important are sales calls to help you meet your goals and connect with your, your clients and then show Mm -hmm. value. I would say definitely record your sales calls and listen to them as painful as that is, because I don't like listening (laughs) to my voice recorded very much, to be honest. And especially on a sales call, that's tough, but you can learn a lot from recording your sales call and listening to it and just focusing on really, really, really digging deep to their pain points, you know, getting to the the deeper reason as to why they're reaching out to you. You know, some people might just say, I want to be healthy and I want to overcome my lifetime of dieting. You know, that's kind of surface level stuff. So really getting below that and understanding what's truly going on and painting the picture of the life they can live if they work with you. Amazing. And you, you've done exceptional work. And I do want to add for ethical reasons, everybody who's listening, you do have to ask for permission and let them know that you're recording sales <laughs> yes. calls for business purposes. And so when I review sales calls, it is only for private clients um, to make sure that that is something I can truly help my clients with mm-hmm. and um, something very confidential. But what Bonnie's saying is for you to do that as a part of your business, it's a great way to reflect and to improve that. And then of course, you know, get better with time the way that Bonnie has. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that with us. And then the other thing I want to mention is a little bit of a then and now with paid brand deals. How did you used to approach it uh, when you started versus how you approach it now and how that's been able to get you more money and increase your confidence as a businesswoman, as a dietitian boss? Mm-hmm. So initially, I, I guess you, I was just reaching out to brands and I changed the way that I've reached out to them to show more 
why they should partner with me. So really explaining why I would be the best influencer for them to partner with, showing my growth over time and showing um, my reach and my insights and really explaining that to them. And that's also something that Libby helped me <laughs> create so that I could show them that. But yeah, essentially I, I, I've partnered with some brands and then I really work to develop a relationship with them. So after maybe they hire me for one or two posts, then I, I take that and I pitch them for a longer partnership so that I can plan my revenue and my business a little better and have some more secured income. I love it. I love that you're also forecasting revenue and that you're thinking mm-hmm. about this strategically. And can you give a tip or two about negotiating? Because I know that I'm so impressed with your ability to just not accept what you're given, which is a lesson that, well, statistics show women are not great at that. So I love that you're doing it and that you're role modeling. Can you give us a a word of advice about how how you go about that process when it comes to brand deals and negotiation? Mm -hmm. Negotiating can definitely be a little bit scary because I know, at least for me personally, I never want to lose that opportunity with a brand. But at the same time, if they're not willing to pay you rates, it's not worth it to put their stuff on your Instagram and you know, sell, sell, sell to your audience if you're not getting paid for it. So for me, I know my worth and I know how much I should be getting charged for content. So I explain to brands why I need that. And if they give me any pushback, then I respond back and I explain again, you know, I am a dietitian, so I'm a nutrition expert and explain to them why. And it works. Yes. Excellent really, really uh, inspiring for the listeners to know that it's possible. And, uh, you know, just as a reflection, did you start out that way or those skills? I mean, I know that the skills have developed, but when you first worked with brands, were you negotiating or that's been something that you've gotten better at over time? Mm -hmm. So I've definitely gotten better at this over time. I would say that I wasn't very great at it at first. Um, But again, it's something that just comes with time and practice, just like anything in a business, just like Instagram, just like working with clients. The more you do it, the better at it you get and the more confident you get with it. But I definitely will say that it's worth it. And I would, if I had not negotiated some brand deals, I would be getting paid so much less money for the year. So when you look at it like that, you can really understand why it's so important and, you know, why, like, just how much it can really impact your business. Absolutely. And that's a very mature thing of you to say. So what has helped you um, push past your fears and ask for the money that you're, that you deserve? Cause a lot of us struggle with that. So what's helped you, you know, put yourself in a position to forecast your revenue and take that so seriously. So what really helped me get past my fears was when I started, I guess you could say to treat my business as more as a business and not just a side hop or, or just not just a hobby. Um, because I had all these revenue goals and I knew that in order to meet them, I needed to charge my worth and get paid that from brands. So I believe that that really helped me overcome it and just stay really firm and confident in my worth because there'll be a lot of brands that might reach out to you. I mean, at least they reach out to me and there's so many that are not willing to pay for the worth of a dietitian and it's just not worth it to have that on your feed when you look at your time and when you look at how valuable your time is and where you should be spending it it's just not worth it to spend a lot of time working with brands if they can't pay you appropriately so when you're looking at your business as a business then i think that really changes things and it changed things for me and it just helped me get over that fear because in order to excel in my business and make this move to become a full-time entrepreneur 
I knew that it was a step that I had to take. Yeah, that's really inspiring. It sounds like goal setting and getting really clear with your revenue and forecasting help you make decisions in real time that are going to be mm-hmm. beneficial for you in the long term. So I think that's a really good uh, message to send to the listeners because a lot of us dietitians are not setting those revenue goals. And so when you do like what Bonnie has done, it helps you make decisions now that are going to benefit you and the business in the future. So you can treat your business more like a business and less like a hobby. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going full circle then from the beginning of what we talked about as far <laughs> as how Bonnie is able to you know, leave her job because of the goals that she's been able to hit. So as we wrap up the episode, I can't leave without talking a little bit about Instagram, right? And Bonnie is so inspiring and her work is, um, you know, amazing. So can you talk a little bit about, I know we were aware of the evolution of how you started with one niche and did some reflection and switched to another niche. Now, can you talk about how you are able to get clients from Instagram and how that's mm-hmm. changed at all? I know we've talked about the sales skills have improved, but what about like getting leads? Has that, has there been an increase in volume? And if you could just talk a little bit about how your content resonates. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really focusing on what your ideal client's pain points are and kind of painting a picture of that in your content helps. At least it's helped me tremendously. So I really study all of my leads applications and I study the clients that I work with, the ones that are really, really ideal for me. I really study what their pain points were before they started working with me and I repeat back language that they've said to me through my posts. So I, I really hone in on exactly what my audience is telling me. And I just use my creativity to try and paint that picture in posts. And that's helped me out a lot. There's been several posts I've done where I've gotten a couple hundred website clicks for people applying to my program just from the content I've created. Yeah. And, I, and you make the money, your revenue goals are from, or what you're making is all from mm-hmm. Instagram, right? It's from Instagram yeah. marketing. Which is crazy. Yeah, all the money I've made is all because of Instagram. And it's all because of what you've done. You've taken it seriously. You've listened to what they've said. You've done a good job at finding the problem they have and aligning mm-hmm. even with the problem in the market and then being consistent and treating it like a business tool. And then finally setting those revenue goals and then improving your sales skills so that you can really, you know, help provide value and be really clear with your leads and help serve more of them so that you can create more impact and income. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final things you want to like leave us with? This has been such an amazing episode, a great reflection of then and now since the last time you were on air. I'm so proud of you. Anything, mm-hmm. like one major takeaway that you would want somebody listening to be able to do so that they too can achieve their revenue goals? I would say if you're starting out, just focus on what you can do now to get you to the next step. You know, I think sometimes when you're starting out, everything can feel really overwhelming. So when you look at, you know, how it might be when you work with your clients, at least for me, I break down their big goals and their really small goals. So just break everything down into small actionable steps that you can take and focus on what you can do now instead of looking at the huge picture and feeling overwhelmed. I know a year ago today, I, I, I don't know if I could have even envisioned myself where I am now. Um, and it's crazy to think that I've made so much progress in one year. So I would just say for anyone just starting out, just focus on what you can do right now. Focus on taking one step forward. And uh, I think that really makes a big difference. Really helpful advice. And it's so wonderful to follow and support your journey. So thank you for, for joining and sharing your story. Thank you, Libby.
Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook. Also listen on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.